welcome to Poet Kind Podcast. Today is October 16, 2018, and I am your host, Susan Mulder. I'd like to thank you for joining us today and for one of my favorite features on Poet Kind, Poet Talk, our monthly interview series. I'm always so excited to bring you a different poet to talk about their own work and processes and anything else they feel like talking about. Today, we have the honor of welcoming poet and writer John Blaze. And if you listen closely, you'll hear an unannounced guest as well, my four-month-old grandson. He was a trooper, and John was very gracious as I walked the entire time we spoke. John has authored a number of books and a volume of poetry called The Jubilee. Raised a pastor's son, John himself has served as a pastor, is an editor, a husband, and father. He is also what I call a rustic optimist. He recognizes grace mixed in with the dust of daily life and writes eloquently in that space. Hi, John. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us here on Poet Kind today. Uh, it is an absolute delight and a treat to have you here. Well, thank you very much, Susan. I appreciate your time. Uh, I am mildly familiar with your work. Uh, when I made the jump into um, becoming more of a full-time poet, if I can say that, Jubilee was one of the first books I bought and it was came highly recommended and I was delighted to get it. This is your first book of poetry? It is, yes. Uh, first book of poetry and uh, it uh, well, I released it on my 50th birthday, so we're getting close to about two years now that it's been out in the wild, and um, yeah, it's been a fun process. Good. Now, you the title is Jubilee, and I think you sort of answered it just by your response. Was there a significance behind the name? No. Uh, kind of what you're feeling there probably in your gut is correct. Um, okay. I was wanting to do something to commemorate that, um, that milestone, I guess you might say in my life. And many people run a marathon or they do different kinds of things, but, um, I had been encouraged to get some of my poetry out and, uh, so decided to do that. And, um, the name Jubilee just, it, it just felt like a natural fit. Perfect. Perfect. Now, when I read your work, um, and this might sound kind of strange, I get a deep sense of a Western aesthetic, kind of an austerity with words. And I don't know if that, uh, if that describes it, but when I read your poetry, um, it doesn't suffer fools. Does that make sense to you? Would... <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that. And I, I take that as a compliment. Yes, very much so. Um, I have said on many occasions, my father raised me on the King James Version of the Bible and Western movies. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I have those kind of, um, that strange combination of language, which at times has a very, you know, kind of a windswept nature to it. Um, and that's really what I try. There's a, there's a conscious element to that when I write uh, in trying to pare things down. Um, I believe poetry, so much of it is compressed language anyway, but um, I, I'm glad that comes across and I like the way that you described that. So now being a pastor's son, raised on the King James, Western aesthetics, do you have any other specific maybe writers that you draw inspiration 
them or um, it really anything, you know, besides I know daily life plays a major role in your writing, but what, what feeds your inspirations? You know, Susan, um, and I mention his name quite often when people ask me, ask me that kind of a question, which is a great question. And I'm always interested in the answer and, you know, in regard to other writers. Um, but years ago, I came across the movie Legends of the Fall. I don't know if you're familiar with that mm -hmm. movie or not. Mm -hmm. um, and there was something about where I was at that season in my life and what was going on that that, that movie really... Um, it really stirred something deep within me. So I began the process of trying to do some research and where that came from. Anyway, it's based on a, a set a novella by the author, Jim Harrison. And um, that sent me on a quest, you might say, to try to uh, read everything that Harrison uh, has written. And, and I have, um, and I'm actually kind of going back into my second round of his writings. But if I had to point to maybe one, and there, there are more, but if I had to point to one, it would be the works of Jim Harrison. Um, and I really, I didn't have the time nor the money uh, in that season of my life to pursue an MFA. Uh, so I really tried to do the kind of self-teaching approach. Um, okay. And he became one of my teachers from afar. Uh, and I read everything that he's written, like I said, and, um, and he's an accomplished poet as well. Uh, so a huge influence on me and probably the way I think and write uh, would be Jim Harrison. Okay, perfect. I love that um, the approach you took, you know, not getting the MFA, but instead, you know, you, you did what is, what I've heard highly recommended was to read great writing in order to feed your own great writing. Uh, and I think you did that. That's terrific. Yeah, uh, I try to encourage people as much as I can. Um, you know what? If somebody gave me the opportunity to begin an MFA tomorrow, I would jump at it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I would love that kind of an atmosphere, um, but it just hasn't worked out. So I really believe that you can achieve the same goal if you find some of the writers that, that really resonate with you and that you love and then read everything, you know, that they've written. Yeah. Uh, from books to interviews, just read it all. Um, and you begin to see certain themes emerge. And um, I know with Harrison, there are so many things that he repeats in his books, um, you know, even different phrases that he uses. And it's just kind of not kind of neat to see that as you go along. So it's an interesting uh, slash inexpensive way to get that education. Oh, that's great. Well, and it's wonderful advice to other poets out there who are looking to, to grow a little bit. Now, do you have... Um, like particular poets that you read specifically now? Uh, I'm rather haphazard in that. Um, That's not, not a bad confession. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, there is some of the, I don't know if the phrase is even, is necessarily modern poetry, maybe current poetry. Uh, I struggle with Susan. Uh, it's, mm. I, I find it a little hard to understand um, I think that's probably a shortcoming on, on my end uh, in some ways in which I need to, you know, to grow and, and to challenge myself. Uh, I tend to fall back on, um, on things that are not, not so current. Um, I love Stafford's work. 
I read that quite often. Uh, Auden is a poet that I love. Um, okay. Louise Erdrich, I don't know if you know that name or not. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, yep. A wonderful poet, Louise Glick as well. Um, okay. And I have a big book in my library that I bought years ago called The Language of Life. It's based on a PBS uh, documentary kind of a thing that Bill Moyers did. Um, in which he interviewed poets at the Dodge Poetry Festival. This book is old, but it's a big kind of a coffee table book. And okay. it's interesting how often I return to that book because he interviews a, a wide variety, a number of poets, and they include some of their works in there. And so it's it's not an anthology, but it kind of has that feel. Um, and uh, there are just some poets in there, Lucille Clifton and some you know, people like that that I really enjoy reading. So... Uh, very much, yeah, that word haphazard, that, that's very, that applies to many areas of my life, Susan. <laughs> uh, but definitely. Well, I, I don't know about haphazard, perhaps um, well-rounded, <laughs> well-read, uh, cross-genre, yeah. Yeah, you're kind. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's of interest there. So uh, I've had, I just finished up uh, a book by Patty Smith. Uh, she's a musician and also a poet. Her book is M Train. It's kind of a memoirish book. Uh, I read it last year. It really had a lasting effect on me, and I've just I've just finished up the second reading of it. And there are uh, a lot of poetic elements in that. Um, she's a a prose writer who's poetic. I think that probably makes sense to you. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, I just love reading that that kind of work. Very imaginative work, uh, and that's. That's been refreshing here for me the last, I'd say the last couple of months. So, okay. Well, I I um I now have a new list of books that I'm just going to have to keep my eyes open for, and I'm sure a lot of other folks are jotting down that those names as well. Do you have, and if you don't mind me asking, do you have a piece of yours, whether it's in Jubilee or, um that you've published on your website, which for folks who are listening, I'll, I'll plug your website and all your other social media at the end of the broadcast. But do you have something that you might be willing to share? Would you be willing to read for us? You know, I absolutely would. Um, and I was looking actually back through the Jubilee this morning. Um, the title of this poem is Variation on the Prodigal. Okay. Uh, and I'll read that for you. And uh, based on the, the parable of the prodigal son, but uh, yeah, um, just a, a little different way of seeing that maybe. So um, variation on the prodigal. Years after the break that broke our father's heart, he came back. Come to its senses as much as he'd grown deathly sick some wasting disease contracted in the country far away from us. I'd buried our father in those saddest years, dug his grave all by myself. The servants were let go by then. I'd also buried my wife and our son. Only the wind and ghost remained. He said, I didn't know where else to go. I said, it's right that you came home. So we attempted to bridge the time that we were older men by then. We hope to find ourselves again as boys who were also once brothers. I cared for him like he prayed I would. He wondered whether this was out of duty or due to love. I said, I cannot say. 
such categories lose their meaning after so much is lost and poorly grieved. I told him, I'm glad you came home. When he died, I wrapped him in our father's faded robe and buried him by the others out back beneath the oaks. I left the next day with my inheritance of memories and our father's signet ring. I saw tomorrow from still a long way off. Mm, that is that is a powerful piece. It's very evocative. I get all sorts of um, achy feelings listening to it. Um, and it, the imagery, just really a beautiful piece. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, thanks, Susan. I never, I can never remember the exact wording of the John Updike quote, but something along the lines of, if you, if you have a certain familiarity with uh, maybe a, a type of language or even a, a work of something, uh, you can play around with the, the guts of it, so to speak. And that's very much my approach when it comes to scripture. As I said, I was raised on the King James Version of the Bible and that uh, it's just almost this running loop in my head. I, I'm not sure that's necessarily healthy <laughs> uh, or not, but, uh, but just uh, an extreme familiarity with those stories, you know, uh, uh, scriptural stories, and that includes the parables. And, um, and it gives me, again, I don't know if this is necessarily healthy or not, but it gives me a freedom uh, to play around with those stories and to imagine different vantage points and even sometimes a retelling of that um mm -hmm. that doesn't make me scared you know fearful of being unorthodox or anything like that uh it opens up scripture in a whole new way for me and sometimes that finds itself in some of these poems um and that that would be an example of that just trying to trying to think about that uh not in some prescriptive trying to get a lesson you know or some takeaways out of these parables uh but just almost like you would a diamond trying to spin that thing around and see how many facets you can see in a story. And you could do that to anything, you know, some kind of a personal reflection that you have during the week or something that captures your eye uh, on a trip somewhere. For me, oftentimes, though, that's, that's elements of scripture. Well, that to me, you're able to take, to take something that for some of us can be so familiar and, um, Oh, dare I say, even a little tired when you've heard it umpteen times. Sure, sure. And transcribe it into something that awakens all kinds of new feelings and new connections. Um, that's that's quite a gift to be able to do that. Well, thanks. Um, and I, I would agree with you. I think so much of that for many of us, I kind of detect a, 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 a churchy background in your voice. <laughs> um, and uh, I have, I have the same and so many of those stories. Yeah. We've just heard them so many times uh, and even attempts to, you know, kind of refresh them with new language. Sometimes they still fall flat just simply for the fact that we've, we've heard them so many times. Uh, so sometimes a challenge like that to look at something in a different a different way, even with a different conclusion to the story, um, I find people resonate with that. Uh, they, as do I. So, yeah. Well, beautifully done, and and thank you again for sharing that with us. Certainly. Now, one thing I want to bring up: um, some of our listeners, if they're familiar with your book, they may not know that you self-published that. And um, in talking with a number of folks, writers 
poets, I'm discovering that uh, self-publishing is a route that is becoming a little more mainstream, a little less looked down on, and perhaps even a little little more welcoming what what would you what would you speak into that and and what would that um what fed your decision to go ahead and self-publish yeah i would agree with you i um my not my knowledge of the poetry world is is fairly limited uh i feel still very much like a child in regard to you know when people talk about poetry uh i know probably enough of about the poetry world to be dangerous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or to, dangerous good, dangerous um, good. But uh, I had found that it looked like so many books of poetry that were published, either the person had won an award, you know, and part of the award was being, uh, having a chat book published and, and promoted, um, or there was some kind of a, a club that somebody was already a member of uh, at these small presses, and that's how you got your foot in the door. And some of that just seemed uh, to be too much work for me, honestly, Susan. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's a route that maybe has worked in the past, but like you said, I think self-publishing is is growing, and especially when it comes to poetry. There, you know, mainstream publishing is not particularly interested in poetry simply for the fact that it does not sell very well. Right. Um, and it, uh, I, I work for a company, Waterbrook Multnomah, which is the faith arm of Penguin Random House. Uh, okay. So I have access to, um, you know, for better or for worse, for sales numbers that I can look up on different books. And it would amaze people um, how much poetry does not sell well, <laughs> even, <laughs> even for names like, you know, Billy Collins or Mary Oliver, people like that. Um, now you have some some breakout poets who are really doing well these days. Um, Milk and Honey, that title comes mm-hmm. to mind, um, which began as kind of a YouTube phenomenon, if my information is correct. Um, yeah, I, and I think Instagram as well. Yeah, um, and kind of going around the world there, sorry, to get back to the point of self-publishing. But I do think that for me, that was the, the quickest route from A to B. Um, and I just wanted to get the poetry out there and see what the response would be. So I went through Amazon's program, Create Space, um, and found it to be quite uh, easy for me. I, I'm not a techie person by any stretch, but I was able to navigate that pretty well. Um, I did get some assistance, Susan, when it came to cover design. Uh, my brother okay. is, a, is a graphic artist, and um, he helped me design a pretty simple kind of a cover there, but he helped me design that. And then I had someone, actually a colleague at work to help me uh, kind of in the very last stages with some formatting. Um, There's a um, kind of a PDF template, at least for that particular program that you use when you upload that to their site. And I was having some difficulty actually with pagination. (laughs) Okay. Um, which uh, I found to be just uh, uh, a horribly frustrating kind of a thing. So I had a, um, an angel to help me at work, uh, kind of work through that. So definitely I got by with a little help from my friends, so to speak. But overall, that was a very, a very easy process for me. And I was pleased with the final result. Are there some things I would do differently? Well, 
sure, I, I would probably change font size and some design elements or things like that. But overall, I was very pleased with it. And, um, and the book's gotten a good response. And I was just kind of amazed once I hit publish and actually had some copies in hand, you know, not long afterwards, they came in the mail. Uh, just, just how easy that was. I was kind of scared of it going into it. Um, it seems pretty, pretty daunting. The, even the phrase self-publishing was made me a little bit antsy, but it, it really wasn't that hard. Well, that's, that's good to hear. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting. You say you were surprised at how well received. I, I'm not surprised at all. Um, getting a copy in hand and going through it was an absolute delight. And so I, kudos to you. You did a phenomenal job. And it's exciting that, that uh, your first endeavor in self-publishing was so beautiful. So that's, that's great. And thank you for sharing some insights. Um, yeah, it's, I think it is a little daunting for somebody to think, you know, well, you know, if I get a publisher, if I go to the, the traditional route, they'll do all the heavy hard work, they'll do all the legwork, they'll do all the marketing, they'll do everything that I don't know anything about. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking it's, things are changing, even in the, the regular print world, not just poetry. Um, so that authors are doing more and more and kind of you, it, you almost, it's almost okay to just publish a book of poetry on your own because you know, your audience, hopefully, and that will, that will feed it. Yeah. So I hope. <laughs> you are on your own very much. Um, there would be an emphasis on that word self uh, in self-publishing when it comes to the marketing. Um, I had right. a beautiful group of friends who um, I am not worthy of, <laughs> who helped me around the release of the Jubilee. Uh, they did a bunch of Facebook live posts and just really helped to get the word out there. And it, we had a lot of fun, uh, really, the, the entire release week uh, and even some weeks after that. Um, so I'm very thankful for them. But uh, it's an opportunity, really, for you to you know, to call in some favors and to not be hesitant about doing that, especially among fellow writers or fellow poets, because we're all in the same boat, you know, trying to get our, our voice out there um, or our work out there for others to see. And you have to have, um, you have to have a, a tiny bit of hubris, Susan. <laughs> uh, and uh, and you, you don't necessarily need to be ashamed of that. Um, if you get too much of that, one of your good friends will tell you, hey, you're, you know, you're, you're getting it a little too big for your britches. Um, but uh, you have to have a little bit of that just to step into that. And that even goes with the traditional publishing route. Um, you have to believe in, in what you've done and what you've written it in your voice. And uh, even if you're on the front end of things, um, just a little bit of hubris helps just kind of prod you along because um, okay. goodness, it's easy to get discouraged or just over, you know, walk into a Barnes and Noble or some, you know, brick and mortar bookstore. And you just see all these books and all these titles by all these incredibly wonderfully talented writers. And you think, what in the world do I have to contribute to this? Um, you have to mm -hmm. kind of get back to a quiet place within yourself and say, no, there's, you know, there's room for me. If there's room for all those folks and there's room for me too, and then just figuring out how to, how to accentuate that room. 
Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's great advice because it is easy to become overwhelmed when you go down the comparison tunnel. Um, so yeah, what, that's great advice. Thank you for that. And thanks for being willing to, to share a little bit about your process. Um, we're going to begin wrapping it up here. And I was wondering if, if, is there one more you'd be willing to share with us? Sure. A one poem. Great. If you could go with that whenever you're ready and that would be terrific. You know what? Let me ask you, do you have one that you were particularly drawn to? Oh my goodness. You, well, let me get spot. my copy I'm here. Sorry. No, that's fine. And, and I'm now I have an embarrassing um, <laughs> thing to admit. I have, I have your copy sitting right here and I, I dog ear my books and some people don't like that. Um, but I know that I want quick access to what sure. I like because sometimes I just need, I just need what I need when I need it. And I don't want to thumb through. So the first one I come to that I dog eared um, I love this one. The bravest thing. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'll be happy to read that. Thank you. That would, Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> the bravest thing. Maybe the bravest thing is opening your eyes in the morning and placing your two feet on the cold floor and rising up against the gravity of the night. Maybe that's the brave thing from which all other bravery flows, the brave to seek ye first. Maybe that's the single thing God requires of you, the spiritual discipline that takes all your will to muster. Swallow down the fear, my friend, and face the dawning day, for what the surface of the world needs most of all is bravery skipping. And you, yes, you are the stone. There you go. That just, it gives me chills when I read it and even more so when I hear it. Um, the, just the bravery, I, the imagery of just being brave enough to get out of bed some mornings. Um, and, and that's great on the heels of what you just said about getting your words out there. Sometimes you just have to be brave and you have to, you have to be willing to be the stone. Um, that's gorgeous. Thank you so much, uh, yeah. John. You're very welcome. Uh, I'm glad that you chose that one. I love that one. I am going to wrap it up here. And I just want to thank you so much. Um, what a, an honor it was to have you come and spend a little time with us here on the podcast. And I look forward to what projects. Well, I might ask, are you working on another book by any chance? I'm sitting here with my fingers <laughs> crossed. Oh, Susan, I, um, maybe, yeah, kind of, sort of, um, I've been very tired over the summer and the early fall months, uh, just some weariness. I think the, the weight of the world, uh, I, I'm an Enneagram four, a strong empath, you know, I take all this stuff in fairly, um, and just uh, the world's just, just heavily crazy right now. So I've been kind of exhausted, but um, I'm hoping maybe in the coming months that some, some things start to surface. Um, I'm fiddling around with a few things, so keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, good. I will yeah. do that. I will do that. 
Well, thank you again, John. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I just appreciate you spending, like I said, a few moments with us. And who knows, maybe we'll have you back sometime and when you get your next book done. I would love that. It's been a privilege to <laughs> chat with you. And uh, I love what you're doing. Keep up the good work. That's it for this week's edition of PoetKind and our October Poet Talk. If you would like to connect with John on social media, he can be found on Instagram at JDBlaze, on Twitter at JohnBlaze, on Facebook at John D. Blaze Writing, and on his website, The Beautiful Do, at JohnBlaze.com. There you'll find his poetry as well as his letter series and more about what makes him tick. You can also find his book, The Jubilee, on Amazon. It's one you'll return to again and again. One last thank you to you, John, for joining us, and I hope we can have you back the next time you hit publish on a book of poetry. We'd also like to take a minute to congratulate our September Poet Talk guest, Bronwyn Beth Jardin. She is celebrating the release of her first collection of poetry, Soft Trades, Hard Blows. And we're so excited to celebrate her book birthday with her and send out all our best wishes on such an important day in a writer's life. You can find her book on Amazon today. It's a lovely collection of her beautiful words and soft trades, hard blows would be a great addition to your libraries. Thank you for taking a few moments to stop and spend some time with us. Poet Talk is a favorite because it gives us a chance to spend a little time getting to know the poets out there. If you are a poet or know a poet that would be a great fit for Poet Talk, please drop us a note at poetkindpodcast at gmail.com. We love to have great conversations with other poets. You can also follow along with our shenanigans on Instagram and Twitter at poetkindpodcast, all one word. We'd love to hear what you're up to, and occasionally we offer little poetic challenges for opportunities to be read on one of our episodes. We also accept submissions on a regular basis. One of our goals is to offer poets an opportunity to get their work out in the world. Did we mention that submissions are always fee-free? Drop us a note at PoetKind Podcast or message us on social media with your contact information and we'll get our submission guidelines out to you. We believe in practicing hospitality here and invite you to join us. We also believe in being generative. Create whatever it is you do. Painting, writing, singing, poetry, do this. Bring it out into the world to make it a better place. One where we can support each other and help each other along. Have a great week. And until next time, read great poetry and write great poetry.